I want to say thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. Where every day we always have something going on. We have three shows that we do. We have 1% with Him. Where we spend a little time in the Bible. Spend a little time with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And every once in a while we'll mix it up. And we do a show called the EDU Spot. And every Tuesday and Friday we have what's called a His Hardline discussion. Where we talk about some deep topics. Don't forget to join us at www.hishardline.com I want to say thank you again for joining us. Let's get started. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the last episode of, at least for the um, U.S. Army Field Training Manual 2000-25. We are going to be continuing on the last part, which is the Constitution, where we go over the amendments. So again, if you're following along, it is going to be on page, starting on page, let's see here, 140, as we discuss the amendments. So I'm going to give you some time to get to that if you're going over the PDF. And so glad to have you all here. And then, uh, like I said, I'm not sure what we're going to be doing next. But this is the last episode for this EDU segment uh, as far as the um, field training manual 2000-25. I had to think about this for a second here. Hold on a second. Complete brain fart. Yeah, 2000-25. Do not ask me why I had a complete, you know, been reading this all for like, what, the last couple of months now? And then all of a sudden my brain wants to, you know, short circuit and forget. Yeah, so this is the final the final part, okay? This will be part 17, by the way, and that's uh, part 17. Uh, I don't think that's a coincidence if you ask me, but uh, this is part 17 for the EDU spot. And so we are going to be reading that, so let's bring this up. So, okay. So starting with the amendments. Okay, so the first 10... Amendments were proposed in September 25th, 1789, adopted June 15th, 1790. Article 1. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the peoples peaceably to assemble and to petition the grievance for a redress of grievances. I'm going to pause there for a second. Article 1, very important. What did that say? To peaceably assemble. They have the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition their grievances, for a re, uh, petition their government for a redress of grievances. Just a little side thing here. Now, I know this is not part of the 2000-25 field training manual. But I feel that it is pretty relevant that I want to read one piece of scripture from the book of Acts, and it is in chapter 19, and it is starting with verse 39, and I think this is very important as far as the article 1, and it says in Acts 19, 39, and I'm also reading from the Geneva Bible, the Patriots edition, it says, but if ye inquire anything concerning other matters, it may be determined in a lawful assembly. Just thought I'd let you all in on that little scripture. Okay, so continuing on with Article 2. 
a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Article 3. No soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. Article 4. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Article 5. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb." nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Article 6. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law, and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. Article 7. In suits at common law where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved, and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise reexamined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law. Article 8. Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Article 9. The enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. Article 10. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Article 11. Now this was proposed September 6, 1794, adopted January 8, 1798. The judicial power of the United States shall not be construed to extend to any suit in law or equity commenced or prosecuted against one of the United States by citizens of another state or by citizens or subjects of any foreign state. This amendment modifies paragraph 1, section 2 of Article 3. Now, Article 12, and this was proposed... December 12, 1803, adopted September 25, 1804. The electors shall meet in their respective states and vote by ballot for president and vice president, one of whom at least shall not be an inhabitant of the same state with themselves, and they shall name in their ballots the person voted for as president and in distinct ballots the persons, excuse me, yeah, and in distinct ballots the persons voted for as president vice president and they shall make distinct list of all persons voted for as president and of all persons voted for as vice president and of the number of votes for each which list they shall sign and certify and transmit sealed 
to the seat of the government of the United States directed to the President of the Senate, and the President of the Senate shall in the presence of the Senate and House of Representatives open all certificates, and the votes shall then be counted. The person having the greatest number of votes for President shall be the President, if such number be a majority of the whole number of electors appointed, and if no person have such majority, then from the persons having the highest number Numbers not exceeding three on the list of those voted for as president, the House of Representatives shall choose immediately by ballot the president. But in choosing the president, the vote shall be taken by states. The representation for each state having one vote, a quorum for this purpose, shall consist of a member or members from two-thirds of the states, and a majority of all the states shall be necessary to a choice. And if the House of Representatives shall not choose a president, whenever the right of choice shall devolve upon them, before the fourth day of March next following, the, the vice president shall act as president as in the case of a death of or other constitutional disability of the president. The person having the greatest number of votes as vice president shall be the vice president if such number be a majority of the whole number of electors appointed, and if no person have a majority, then from the two highest numbers on the list of the Senate shall choose the vice president. A quorum for the purpose shall consist of two-thirds of the whole number of the senators, and a majority of the whole number shall be necessary to a choice. But no person constitutionally ineligible to the office of president shall be eligible to that of vice president of the United States. This amendment supplants paragraph 3, section 1 of article 3. Okay, now we get into article 13. Now this is proposed February 1, 1865, adopted December 18, 1865. Section 1, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as a punishment for a crime Whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Section 2. Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. Then we get into Article 14. Proposed June 16, 1866. Adopted July 21, 1868. Section 1. All persons born of or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Section 2. Representatives shall be a portion among the several states according to their respective numbers, counting the whole number of persons in each state, excluding Indians, not taxed, but when the right to vote at any election for the choice of electors for president and vice president of the United States, representatives in Congress, the executive and judicial officers of a state, or the members of the legislative legislature thereof, is denied to any of the male inhabitants of such state, being 21 years of age and citizens of the United States, or in any way abridged except for participation in rebellion or other crime, the basis of the representation therein shall be reduced in the proportion which the number of such male citizen shall bear to the whole number of male citizens 21 years of age in such state. Now, sections 1 and 2 of this amendment modified paragraph 3, section 2 of Article 1. Now, section 3, 
no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of the president, vice president, or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state, who having uh, previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of the any state legislature. or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each House, remove such disability. Now, Section 3 of this amendment supplants Paragraph 2, Section 2 of Article 1, Paragraph 3, Section 3 of Article 1, Paragraph 2, Section 1 of Article 2, and Paragraph 5, Section 1 of Article 2. Now, Section 4. The validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law, including debts incurred for payment of pensions and bounties for services and suppressing insurrections or rebellion shall not be questioned, but neither the United States nor any state shall assume or pay any debt or obligation incurred in aid of insurrection or rebellion against the United States or any claim for the loss of emancipation of any slave, but all such debts, obligations, and claims shall be held illegal and void. Section 5. The Congress shall have power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions of this article. Article 15. Proposed February 27, 1869. Adopted March 30, 1870. Section 1. The right of a citizen of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state or on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. Section 2. The Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. This amendment supplants, supplements paragraph 1, section 2 of Article 1. Article 16. Proposed July 31, 1909. Adopted February 25, 1913. The Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived, without appointment among the several states, and without regard to any census or enumeration. This amendment modifies paragraph 3, section 2 of Article 1, and paragraph 4, section 9 of Article 1. Article 17, proposed 5, May 15, 1912, adopted May 18, 1931. The Senate of the United States shall be composed of two senators for each state, from each state, elected by the people thereof for six years. And each senator shall have one vote. The electors in each state shall have the qualifications requisite for electors of most numerous branch of the state legislatures. Paragraph 1 of this amendment modifies Paragraph 1, Section 3 of Article 1 and Paragraph 1, Section 4 of Article 1. When vacancies happen in the representation of any state in the Senate, then the executive authority of such state shall issue writs of election to fill such vacancies provided that the legislature of any state may, me, may empower the executive thereof to make temporary appointments until the people fill the vacancies by election as legislature may direct. So paragraph 2 of this amendment modifies paragraph 2, section 3 of article 1. This amendment shall not be so construed as to affect the election or term of any senator chosen before it becomes valid as part of the Constitution. Now we got article 18, proposed December 19th, 1917, adopted January 29th, 1919. Section 1. After one year from the ratification of this article, the manufacture, sale, or transportation of intoxicating liquors within the importation thereof into or the exportation 
thereof from the United States and all territory subject to the jurisdiction thereof for beverage purpose is hereby prohibited. Section 2, the Congress and the several states shall have concurrent power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. Section 3, this article shall be inoperative unless it shall have been ratified as an amendment to the Constitution by the legislatures of the several states as provided in the Constitution within seven years from the date of submission hereof to the states of the Congress. Article 19, proposed June 6, 1919, adopted August 26, 1920. The right of the citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. This amendment supplements paragraph 1, section 2 of Article 1. Now, Now, on October 22, 1787, a little over a month after the Constitution was adopted by the convention at Philadelphia, the hard-headed and many-sided Benjamin Franklin, when he was nearly 82 years of age, wrote a suggestion to a friend in Europe which is still worthy of consideration and as follows. I send you enclosed the proposed new federal constitution for these, United, for these states. I was engaged for uh, engaged four months of the last summer in the convention that formed it. It is now sent by Congress to the several states for their confirmation. If it succeeds, I do not see why you might not in Europe form a federal union in one grand republic of all its different states and kingdoms by means of a like convention, for we had many interests to reconcile. Whatever may be the judgment pronounced on the competency of the architects of the Constitution, or whatever may be the destiny of the edifice prepared by them, I feel it a duty to express my profound and solemn conviction derived from my intimate opportunity of of observing and appreciating the views of the convention collectively and individually that there never was an assembly of men charged with a great and arduous trust who were more pure in their motives or more exclusively or anxiously devoted to the object committed to them. And that was by James Madison. Now, Daniel Webster also wrote... Hold on, my friends, to the constitution of your country and the government established under it. Perform those duties duties which are present, plain and positive. Respect the laws of your country. Uphold our American institutions as far as you are able. Consult the chart and the compass as if our united constitutional American liberty were in some degree committed to your charge. Keep her as far as it depends on you. Clear of the breakers. That was by Daniel Webster. Now, France, and, then, and it continues to say, Francois Gazette, I'm probably, I'm going to, I know I'm butchering this. So, and he continues to say in his letter, Francois Gazette, the French philosopher, historian, and prime minister, once asked James Russell Lowell, noted author and poet, and I quote, how long do you think the American Republic will endure? End quote. Lowell replied, so long as the ideas of its founders continue to be dominant. And that is it. That is the full reading of Field Training Manual, the Army Field Training Manual 2000-25, and that's ending on page 145. So I recommend that if you want to go over this whole Field Training Manual, You can certainly download the PDF. I have it in the show notes. Every show has it. You can read it along as I read it in the show. 
like I said, as far as my podcast for the EDU spot, it is broken up into 17 sections. And it is very relevant that people should learn this. So it's, um, but this is all we got. We are going to take a break from the EDU spot for maybe a couple of weeks, and then we're going to pick it back up. And we are going to do, um, I believe we might do, let me think here. I want to say it was the uh, Fundamental Orders of 1638, I believe. I wanted to go over that because that's very relevant as well. So we're going to be going over that possibly. So, But with all of that said, thank you for joining us here for the EDU spot. And I appreciate your participation and being a patriot to learning your true history and what is going on in this nation and trying to get as much understanding and knowledge and education as you can. This is part of the process of fighting as a patriot is self-educating and learning and understanding and applying. That's the important part, application of what we have learned. You know, they say knowledge is power, but I beg to differ. The application of knowledge is power. So anyways, I hope you all have a blessed day or night wherever you're at in the world. And this concludes the reading of Field Training Manual 2000-25, Part 17 of the EDU spot here at His Hard Line. Thank you so very much for being here. And we look forward to coming back with some more material. Have a blessed night or day wherever you're at in the world. Bye-bye.